People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Joe, and I'm here with Matt. What's going on? And we are here for episode 12, the Dirty Dozen, if you will. And where is Donald Duck? Donald Duck's down at the crossroads with a machine gun. He better not be asleep, or we'll all be in trouble, huh? And a happy belated Bullet Club Day to you. Happy Bullet Club Day, sir. Bullet Club... Cody got chased out of here. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Five years. Can we throw it up one time? It's been five years. Let's do it. The Bucks will go for it. Well, they might get sued. They got more money than God. Hey, we're going to fight sometimes. We're going to get a lot. Let's go. Throw it up. Throw it up. Throw it up. Born five years ago right here in Fukuoka. And now it looks like the group is finally starting to come together once again. Five years. Five years in the business. You know what? I can't believe it's been five years. Yeah, it doesn't I, feel like it. It doesn't feel like it at all. I, you know, obviously, folks, we we're here uh, week after week putting the show out, and that's a small part of our lives. We're pretty busy dudes, but try to be. Yeah, but in the way of wrestling, it's, yeah, I, 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 you and I both watch a lot of wrestling as much as we can. Yeah, and when it comes to Bullet Club. For me, it's it's like a blur. <laughs> it's here, it happens, it's gone so quickly, and yeah, so that's why I can't believe it's been five years. What makes Bullet Club so good, uh, and reason why it, 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 it's such a blur, is that they did they're doing exactly what a good faction of this size does. It's you have so many different angles, so many different storylines and rivalries and this and that going on that even when they're not necessarily bullet club right this moment there's always something going on in bullet club now you can watch a card a ring of honor card and you will easily see about at least three matches bullet club and in new japan that's a common thing because factions kind of take over new japan but here in like american wrestling it's kind of unheard of to that nature so it's to, to have it to where it's you know you have cody in a match and you have marty in a match and you have the bucks maybe hangman page if kenny's out here kenny you know and, and all the other members, it's 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 a whole lineup of different entities that, at the end of the day, even though we're in the midst of a civil war, if you will, it's still Bullet Club. And I think that's where it kind of goes by so fast because it's it's so smooth. It's not forced. You know, they don't force the, 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 the Bullet Club name down your throat. It just so happens that they represent the faction, even when they're doing their own thing. That seems to be uh, pretty common in... Japanese culture when it comes to clubs. Yeah. You do have clubs of all, all shapes and sizes. 
but it, it's it's never one of those. It, it's got to be a, an American thing, a Western thing to to have shit just shoved down your throat like over and over and over and over. Yeah. To the point where it's sickening. What I find most interesting about this whole thing is you have a, a company like the WWE. Yeah. They they have this this booking style, and I wish I could say it's been different over the years, but somehow. To me, there's this universal aspect of it. Like, they always just seem... And again, it makes sense because they are... They consider themselves sports entertainment. But there's this universal aspect of their booking style. They, they just keep shoving shit down your throat, whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, it goes over with the fans. But there's there are those times, <laughs> Roman Reigns, where... where yeah. Where it doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily work out. What I find interesting about all this is you have people, you have fans, you have uh, the boys here in the States who complain about the WWE or New Japan, who, for whatever reason, is considered their, you know, their main adversary or trying to be their main adversary elsewhere in the world they are using you know their booking system is is american based yeah uh we've said it on the show before gato and Jado, both fans of memphis wrestling and so they they a lot of that it comes through in their booking style and here we have new japan as popular as ever uh doing part to the bullet club they continue to use that that same formula, you know, month after month with their booking and, and their, their, the way they organize their events and, and matches, and it's going over like wildfire. I'm sitting right on ready right now. I got my tights on. You're such a heck of a man. Bring your tail out and let's do it now. You you have the WWE minus NXT. I don't, I don't count NXT in all this because they actually seem like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> but for the for the Raw and SmackDown brands, it's not what it probably should be. It, it's not as successful as it should be, or as interesting as it should be. I find it ironic. You have you have a Japanese company using American tactics, basically outgunning you know you know an American company at their at their own sport, so to speak. I always find it odd that a lot of fans of both New Japan and WWE. They look at it as New Japan is my wrestling company and WWE is my entertainment company. That seems really ridiculous to me because New Japan is both. If you really watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I understand there's a language barrier that they still are trying to overcome, and they are to many degrees, but there's st- it still exists. I get that. If you really watch a New Japan show, they cut really good promos. And the thing is, how the, how they do it is, you get to watch all your wrestling uninterrupted, and then afterwards, you can watch all the promos afterwards. One fell swoop, and it it, it, it patches all of the, the storylines together. So it's a little different. It's not this big soap opera, if you will, but at the same time, that still exists. I got a question for you. Yeah. How is it that you have people out there who admittedly half-ass watch Raw and or SmackDown. Yeah. But sit there and will tell you that they cannot follow New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I don't get that. Because... Because of the language barrier. Well, I, I, well that's that, that seems to be like the most common reason. But Yeah, I think I know what you're asking. But, but here's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. you have someone, and again, this, this isn't any one particular person, but you have a group of people mm-hmm. that watch WWE, Raw, SmackDown, what have you, They'll watch it either with the sound off or it is background noise, yeah. and they half-ass pay attention to it. 
I do that. I, I'm guilty of that. Sure, but as am I. You you sit there and watch New Japan the same way, and then you you have those people that bitch and moan about how they can't follow. I think it's horseshit because. New Japan is it's it's less boring. It's it's not you know they, they actually tell good stories. Yeah, absolutely. And and whether we're talking about the WWE or Impact or Shimmer or NJPW, what have you, any wrestling company, if they're wrestling and they're telling a story and everybody's doing their job, guess what? You don't need the fucking sound on. You don't need commentary. You don't. You'd be able to follow the match and be interested. And that's my point with New Japan out of these two companies. It's easy for me to sit there and literally half-ass Raw or SmackDown week after week. Because I know I'm not really missing much. You can't sit there and do that to New Japan. Because if you do, you are missing a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, for me, this, this and this is me personally. Every time I, I watch a match, I, I literally, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I admit this. Every match that I watch, I predict who's going to win the match every single time and then i i pretty much tally up my scores at the end and see how i did i couldn't tell you the last time i lost a wwe show usually usually i'm in the 90 to 85 percentile jesus and that you know that's the wrestling nerd in me but that's also the predictability uh, yeah it's, how predictable it is it's not hard to do no because new japan i you know it's i have my good days and my bad days there's times where i get nothing right <laughs> and it's it's like holy shit they went that that, that route and you know so not all of them are you know just because I get it wrong doesn't mean I'm super shocked every single time but my point is you have a product that keeps you entertained in the in the sense that you don't know what which route they're gonna go next you know they they have one storyline going on in March and then come April those wrestlers are doing something co- completely different instead of having the same rivalry going on for about three four months and it never seems to pick up any steam and then it's over which is what i fear the aj styles and shinsuke nakamura rivalry is going to have because of the company that they're in and the type of matches we've already seen two matches in i look at this rivalry and i i just say fast forward it i don't think it's gonna be good i'm sorry i just don't and i don't get that with, with new japan i i don't you know example that's going on right now you still have well i guess this is it's gonna take a back seat for at least for the next month you have tetsuya naito Minoru suzuki i don't know what they're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't speak japanese i i've picked up a little bit of lingo here and there just by watching so much but i have no clue to what they're saying i'm so into what they're doing though and that's the point that we're trying to make you don't have to understand it i i remember after wrestle kingdom they had uh, Fantastica Mania, which is what they do with CMLL, which is a company based out of Mexico. So you have Japanese and you have Spanish. I speak neither. I'm sorry to my Spanish roots, but I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Blame my mother on that one. <laughs> but but I still watched every single show. And that, that was just your basic house show type situation where it was the same guys on, on the tour. Same like, it seemed like 20 guys, 25 guys. And almost the same type of matches every night. But they were, they were just fun. They were fun to watch, even though even if they were the same ones for eight nights in a row, if you will, it was still more entertaining to me than anything that's happening on Monday and Tuesday nights on the USA Network. It, that's just that's just that's one guy's opinion. I I admit that. But if you are using a language barrier as an excuse, I I fully agree with what you're saying. That's that's bullshit. Fucking bullshit. It's, it's yeah, it's <laughs> definitely bullshit. But going back to the Bullet Club. 
which again celebrating five years five years as a faction to the american standards to the western standards if you will that's a pretty big deal it is quite honestly i, I can't I, I couldn't give you a, a time frame for how long they're gonna last i'm not gonna be the one to sit there and try to predict that sure i would say i'm i'm like 95 percent fan uh, I, i've really enjoyed a lot of what they've done there's very little that i that i i could care less about but Right. For those of you who view this faction as a NWO ripoff, I would say you're only half right. And I say that because, yeah, you know, obviously you have the two sweets, you have the you have the the heel faction. There there are some some basic common aspects to each, but the work is much <laughs> much can't more. Even you yeah, you can't. Uh, obviously, two different styles of wrestling. Right. I think the the age has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, Scott Hall, someone like Scott Hall is is or was incapable of of doing some of these moves, but yeah, just a a different a different generation of wrestler, a different breed of wrestler. It's that's not a bad thing, but you have you have all these workhorses in the business wrestling as as part of a faction. It happens to be wildly successful right now. Yeah, you know what? I I think the the biggest aspect of Bullet Club that stands out in comparison to the NWO is you have no egos. You know, and I'm not talking about storylines here. I'm talking about just the guys who are putting in the work. There are no egos. There's no Hogan's in here. There's no Kevin Nash's in here that's all about money, all about all about themselves. It's it's all about getting the product over, getting the name over. And it started from the beginning. It was all about getting that name over and, and to, to mean something. That's the only way it, it could mean something. If you had the same situation as you had with the NWO, what you would have had was maybe a really hot, tag or a faction for maybe a year two tops and then you have the same situation eventually the egos explode though you know to for lack of a better term the mega powers will explode <laughs> that's that's just what that's what happened with the nwo and that's what have happened with the bullet club but you didn't have that you still don't have that what you have are guys that are willing to get each other over whether it be via tag teams or 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 what have you it's working within whatever company they're in whether it's new japan pro wrestling whether it's ring of honor whether it's rev pro whether it's anywhere in the world cmlo is where they've been at as well no matter where they're at and where they're at on the card one of their guys comes out to represent the brand their job is to get that brand over as best as they can and that's what they've done that's where they differ from the nwo you know and, and also another thing too is people who join the bullet club aren't just any run-of-the-mill guys certainly there's guys in here that you and i felt were run-of-the-mill guys chase owens for example was for me he was such a it took me a long time to get Chase Owens over in my head. Same here. I I think it, it, it he has really not stepped up until recently. Yeah. I, uh, I his work is just crazy, man. He's so I mean, good at what he does. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying he was ever a, a schlub. You know, he it, it wasn't like he was a completely fucking horrible. But at the same time, you have what what set him apart from everybody else in a negative connotation was his work ethic was just he his flow in the ring was just not up there yeah. like most of the other guys but that didn't make him like any kind of a slacker or anything like that he just he he was he was mediocre compared to the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's one one concept I will never understand about the NWO. You have egos like Hogan and and Nash and and whoever who, Bischoff, whoever you want to throw in the mix, right? Depending on what what hearsay you've heard over the years, but you have all these people. They they see money in this concept of of the NWO. What do they do? They run it into the ground. Yeah. And, and all they had to do was keep putting over the NWO, and they would have had money for years and years and years. I don't understand that. I will never ever understand that. I've I've met some of these guys at conventions and things like that. That is one thing I always want to ask them, and I I just I forget to ask. But it would be really interesting. I don't know if they would answer that. Yeah, question. that's true too. <laughs> the fuck you mean? Ran into the ground. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It was their fault. It was always somebody else's fault. You know what? That's just what happens when you only look at dollar signs. Sometimes you get blinded by the short term, and that's what happened. It's. You take, you take something and you run with it so hard, by the time you get to, you know, point B, you're already burnt out. There's nothing else to do. You know, and there's so many other things, too. Again, everybody joined the NWO. It lost its edge when every single person was joining the New World Order. It just, oh, hey, you know, Dusty Rhodes is now in the NWO. It's like, why? Why does he have to be in the NWO? Fucking know? Vincent. Vincent. Why? Why? What is he going to do for the NWO? You know? I mean, that doesn't happen in the Bullet Club. Yes, you can argue Stephen Amell is in technically a member of the Bullet Club. Yeah, well, you know, that's... He doesn't do anything. He's just a celebrity. He likes the Bullet Club. You know, get over it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's it. That's your only example, really. You know, everybody that has been part of the Bullet Club, are look at what they are in the business. You know, look at guys who are no longer in the Bullet Club. Look at a guy like Adam Cole. Where is he at? The WWE. Look at a guy like Carl Anderson. Where is he at? The WWE. Luke Gallows. WWE. How about the one of the original members of Bullet Club, Prince Devitt? He's in the WWE. You may know him as Finn Balor. You know, AJ Styles, WWE, even though he was... It's a little different because he was already a big name when he joined. But, you know, Adam Cole was kind of so-so. But all those guys, again, they rode the, the, that Bullet Club wave for a long time. Especially a guy like Carl Anderson, who was a huge part of the Bullet Club. I, I, I always look at him as... The guy that put that whole thing together, in my opinion, he's he was that glue for the longest time. He gets he got, and I don't think it bothers him, but he kind of gets overlooked a lot. But Carl Anderson was what the Bullet Club was all about for the longest time. He was never really the official leader, but yeah. Anyways, you know, there's a lot of you know who's who that were in the Bullet Club, and there's a lot of who's who now that are in the Bullet Club now. And it's not just anybody's. You know, we're gonna put bring in anybody into the Bullet Club now. He's throwing a shirt now. He's somebody. It doesn't work like that. That's what the NWO thought it was. Again, ego. You put a t-shirt on a guy, and now he's legit. No, he's not. He's just wearing your t-shirt. I mean, <laughs> I might as well be the next big thing then, because I have a ton of Bullet Club shirts. doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. I'm not a professional wrestler. You know? So, that's, that's again, there's one of the major differences. It's the fact that it's not about big-time matches, where the Bullet Club, it is. Bullet Club, you can have, again, you go look at Wrestle Kingdom, this past January. Look at those matches that took place, those big time matches. Kenny versus Chris Jericho. Again, Bullet Club. Cody versus Kota Bushi. Again, Bullet Club. You know, there's so many other, and that's just to name a few. Bullet Club takes their name and they continue to put gourmet dishes on your plate instead of you finish your shit. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and that's what WCW thought they were going to do with that in the NWO. And that's that's when greed and stupidity go hand in hand. That's what happens. Then you get the Wolf Pack, which I liked the Wolf Pack when I was th- of that age. You know, and, and still uh, now in my 20s, late 20s, there's part of it that I still do like, but I see more of it what it, for what it was. You know, it was a way to try to solidify an already weak faction. And then that failed, and then eventually you brought them back. And again, that failed because <laughs> the, the magic was gone. The magic was definitely gone by then. That was all taking place within two years. Again, we're doubling that, over doubling that with Bullet Club now. Five years. We, you and I don't know how long it's going to be. But for the foreseeable future, Bullet Club's still the most legit faction in professional wrestling, at least here in the Western Hemisphere. It's still the most over thing. We talked about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the, the language barriers. Let's let's face facts here. The Bullet Club is the major factor of branching the Japanese product to the American culture. Very true. Yep. Abs- absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And for for those who who think otherwise, I'm sorry, you're wrong. There's 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 no gray area here. No, there's not. I I love Naito. I love Okada. I would be a fan, but I go out and I dig for wrestling. For those who are not, you might not know who Tetsuya Naito is. You may not know who Kazuchika Okada is or Tanahashi or any of these guys are if the Bullet Club didn't take over the way that they have. So Bullet Club being around for five years, were you a fan the entire five years? Or when, 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 did, it, when did it hit for you? I, I was a fan, I want to say they were about six to eight months into it. Okay. I, I At the time, you know, obviously they weren't, you know, the streaming service wasn't necessarily readily available. Sure. And, you know, you still had to... I still had to dig around for stuff. At the time, I although I always pay attention to wrestling, it's not like it was right now for me. Partly because of time. Yeah. You know, my schedule's all over the damn place. But I still tried to keep up and, and keep abreast of what was going on. I really liked the, the concept and, and the idea. And let's face it, the t-shirt was cool, you know. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta have all you gotta have all that stuff to to, to get over these days anyway. Yeah. I, I would I would say six to eight months into it is is when I, I really started paying attention. I just thought it was. I thought it. I thought it was going to be something pretty huge because if someone like me, who's who was limited uh, in New Japan content at the time, yeah. is hearing about someone like Prince Devitt and how he made such an impact, it must be something important. There's no way around it. And that's the way I looked at it. And I'm like, well, maybe I should pay a little more attention to this. No disrespect to any other the other New Japan roster pre Bullet Club, right? Uh, it's just, hey, your guys' shit was harder to find for me out here in, in the Midwest at the time. Well, that that's that's the point that, that I brought up before we started recording. As of this recording, there's a, a new member of, of Bullet Club, newest member, the, the Bone Soldier, who is uh, Taiji Ishimori. And I just, I looked at it as like, oh, I, th- I thought he was an Impact Wrestling slash Pro Wrestling Noah. And I guess that's over with now. And I made the remark, like, good, I'm glad, because now I get to see him more. And I, I like Pro Wrestling Noah, but, like, the point that you were making, I, it's hard to get. It's hard to get. It's hard <laughs> to find their stuff, for, you know, and it's uh, I love Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah. You just, I don't have the, a whole hell of a lot of time to dig like I would love to. Right. 
But if I had a streaming service available to me, I would be watching it just like I watch everything else. Exactly. And and again, as always, we watch wrestling while we do these shows. It brings up the point that you just made here. We, we were watching PCW Ultra, their March 2018 show called Tough Luck. If you don't know who PCW Ultra is, it's uh, an indie-based uh, promotion, indie promotion based in uh, Southern California, Wilmington, California, to be exact. All their shows are in the same venue as of right now. It seems they do a show every two months. They're, they're going to do one in May. Actually, they're doing one the night of this recording. They don't have a streaming service, but many independent companies do. Instead, uh, uh, instead of them having a streaming service, they're using Amazon Prime. Which is phenomenal. If if you don't have a Amazon Prime subscription, I know the price of it just went up to 100, what, 119 bucks now? I think so, yeah. 119.99 or or what have you. You know what? It's worth it. It is. You get so much more than wrestling. Obviously, we're pushing the wrestling because this is a wrestling podcast, folks. But if you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription, take the time. Go sign up over at our website so that we get a little love from Amazon. Helps us uh, cut down the costs of production and whatnot. And, and guess what? For at least 30 days, you get to watch free PCW Ultra shows. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? If you don't like it, there's no risk. There's no risk. No risk you at all. Cancel at any time. You can sign up and cancel right away. And we still get the love. We still get the love. You still get the love. We still get the love. You get no risk. You get to watch wrestling. Amongst other shit. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of movies, TV shows. I mean, if wrestling's not your thing, I'm sure you'll find something on Amazon Prime. If wrestling's not your thing, you're listening to this podcast, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you must like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something right here, or it's this guy over here. We're doing something right. <laughs> but yeah, streaming services are, are huge. We live in the day and age of internet. I'm an IT major in college. I know all about the importance of networking. And when you could bring your product to the world by a click of a mouse, if you will, I know that sounds cliche. I mean, man, that's that's crazy. Or a tap of a finger these days. Yeah, tap a finger. Whatever it is you're using, I mean, I I, subs- I couldn't even tell you how many different products I subscribe to. <laughs> you know, Rev Pro, they're based out of English, England. Progress, they're based out of England. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're based out of Japan. You know, it doesn't just stop there. You know, I, I do Ring of Honor, I do WWE Network, I do all of that stuff, as well as more. Chikawa Pro Wrestling, they all have streaming services. By doing, by, by having that, when they do a show, they put their stuff there for you to watch. And guess what? I'm the big wrestling fan that I am. I'm going to pay money to go see you. And the thing is, being, being an IT guy, just you, you, I know there's snobs out there saying, well, you could just stream it and, and, and not pay for it. I can and I have, but I don't want to do that because I want to support professional wrestling. And by me giving them my you know, seven, eight bucks a month, if you will. That's not burning a hole in my pocket. I get the wrestling still. I don't have to go digging for it, and they get a cut. And that's that's what's, be- that's what's beautiful about these things. They're usually pretty cheap. You know, at Amazon Prime, you're not going to get Amazon Prime for PCW Ultra. I understand that, but that's just another benefit of it. Exactly. So, you want to go sign up? You can do that at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Go sign up. Again, 30 days, risk-free cancel cancel after night one yeah. i i really could give two shits <laughs> i mean if it were me i would do the whole 30 you get two day free shipping one day free shipping in certain a lot markets. of places are doing one day shipping now uh believe or it or the not same day 
Same day. Same day shipping. Yup, that's crazy. Yeah. So if you're impatient, I'm impatient. Like crazy. <laughs> so I, I love that. I, I hope. I haven't really looked into it yet, but I really hope that they. Uh, I, I'm not an IT major. I'm not in college. I'm half bald and I've got nine toes, but I still know <laughs> it's a hell of a deal. And Man. with and with that, we're getting back onto the subject of the Bullet Club. Let's do it. I, I gotta ask, what what so far is is your favorite Bullet Club moment? Oh man, that's that's killing me right there. <laughs> For me, it was believe it or not, there's 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 two. One because I was there, and the other one just because it just it just it just shocked me the way that they did it. The the one I was there with, you were there too. Too, we were there when Adam Cole joined the Bullet Club. Yes, sir, that was great. It was at the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge. I think you were on crutches still. I was on crutches. I you, had I, I had just come off of the surgery. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of my toe, I was I was on crutches for pff, at least a month, I think. Maybe no, it was about two months. Yeah. yeah, it was about two months. I was still on crutches. So we ended up standing up the entire night. Yeah, we were we were by the concession we were by stand, the concession stand, which which is in that venue. It's right next to the locker room. All the talent comes out. Right, because I remember watching it, the most of that show with Silas Young. He didn't realize I was watching it with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the main event happened. Adam Cole, who was part of the kingdom, or yes. give or take, whether he was going to be stale or not, was the question. The lights go off in the, the ring area. The lights by us are still on. And out comes Adam Cole. And I remember him looking our way. I don't know if he did it to anyone in particular in our group, but he gave a wink. And then he just made, he just he, bolted to the ring. He bolted to the ring. <laughs> He bolted to the ring. The lights go on, and Adam Cole is there. He who he wasn't on TV for a while. Boom! Adam Cole joins the Bullet Club. Uh, the the Bucks super kick the the Kingdom. It's this big ordeal, and the crowd's going fucking nuts. And I just remember looking at you and Mr. Wrestling Six and our other friend who was with us. Uh, just. How cool was it that out of the fans in that 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 building, we were the first ones to know that Adam we were Cole. the first ones to know. <laughs> so that was great. Whether you believe us or not, you know it's that's fine. But yeah, that happened. So that's why that's that's up there for me. The other one, I obviously wasn't there, but it was the night. It was uh, New Year's Dash, 2016. I want to say it was the night that uh, AJ Styles got kicked out of the Bullet Club. That, that's up there for me too. It, it, how that happened just blew my mind. Not only how it happened, but who was who who was involved. Yes. Because uh, for me at the time, like again, I I only knew a little bit about a, about Kenny Omega. Right. And I I knew it was a big deal for him to not only be a part of that faction, but to do that to to for him to basically be the one to to put his hands on AJ. Yeah. I I just I was shocked. I must have watched that fucking clip over and over like dozens and dozens of times. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I I knew AJ was was out the door. I I knew that uh the uh the IWC ruined that for me, but the way that they wrote him out, I I didn't see that coming. No one did. Yeah. And and when when Kenny did that, when Kenny Omega, you know, hit him with the one-winged angel, 
I was just so, my mind was so blown because here I am thinking like, what is this guy doing? Like, what? <laughs> And it's like, why, you know, at the time too, it's like Kenny Omega is a really good wrestler, but wow, I didn't see him as the new leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. That was, that was crazy to me. And that's why it stood out to me because that was, that was the making of the Kenny Omega that you see today. That was so that was so cool. And it was so cool that AJ did that too. I mean, that's that's one of those passing of the torches. You know, I'm leaving. This on you now. And that was so cool. And that's what I stand up to me as as one of my all time favorites. I'm gonna ask you the same question, but I, I gotta I gotta ask this question first. I am too sweet. <laughs> that my, I know. My wife will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. Not not the other part though. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> As we see Swaggle coming out, he's got an eight bit shirt. Now everyone's doing eight bit shirts now. They're in fashion. They're in fashion. I like them. I don't own any though. But um, Kenny Omega, you missed the heel ver- heel version of Kenny Omega because I know I do. I do. <laughs> I, I really do. Don't get me wrong. He obviously he's a, a more than competent wrestler. He can. Oh yeah. He, he can work both babyface and heel. I prefer him heel. I think he just does it very very well. You and I have have got to see him. Uh, a couple times now live it, it both both times it's been it's been fucking great it's been excellent and his his it, it, sometimes he comes across as like so nonchalant and like he could give two shits he's just that good of a heel yeah and it it does it gets over as such yeah i i i just i just miss i guess i miss those storylines i i think a lot of it for me is i'm not a fan of this uh infighting i think it's gone on too long that's my personal opinion on it but i'm not going to I'm not going to go into that too much because that's that's very much current. If you don't have a New Japan subscription, again, it's only eight or nine bucks a month. Take the t- it's it's worth it. If you're in, if you want to watch awesome fucking wrestling, go go sign up. Twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. Do yourself a favor. I'm telling you, you you won't be uh, you won't be bored. You won't have to sit there and half ass watch <laughs> yeah. stuff. You'll be entertained. And the best part about it is they have older shows on there. What did you dig up for me earlier? I found the New Japan Pro Wrestling WCW Super Shows from 91, 92, and 93. They're all all those there. shows are on that streaming service. Do yourself a favor. That That's worth the fucking eight or nine bucks a month right there. I mean, what, Ric Flair versus Fujinami Holy is shit, on there. Uh, I know you got Sting versus Muta on there. I don't need to sell this. I mean, just <laughs> just do it. Listen to what the man says. I asked the same question to you. What's what's your top Bullet Club? You moments? took mine. I took yours. You took yours, but I mean, I have others. But yeah, those are those are my top two those favorites. Are your top two. I, I, it it was awesome. It, it was such a, a just a weird time in my life when the whole Adam Cole thing happened because one, I didn't expect that to happen. No. Two, I was coming off of major surgery. It was just nice to be back to a somewhat normal life. Yeah, 